This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in Caverns Depot, the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover for Saturday, January 14th. I'm your head number one. My name is Matt Buck. I'm head number two. The Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. On Saturday mornings at 1030 Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and to discuss the question of the week live with our listeners. That's right. 1030 sharp. You heard it. No no lateness allowed. Every, every time. It. Every time. On time. <laughs> this is a live show. We need you to talk with us live. If you jump into our Zoom, you'll find a link <laughs> pinned in the cover to cover channel. And we also spam it in our chat, in the uh, voice room on our Discord. Or you can just watch live on Facebook. If you can't be here live, feel free to leave us a message at the THN hotline 402-819-4894 or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Before we open these phone lines and start talking to these kids, Joe Patrick, why don't we reset some uh, little bit of spoiler information? There's nothing really to spoil. Uh, I mean, the Willow finale was this week, but I'm so far behind yeah, that I, it, it's irrelevant. Well, Did just you guys reset, want to talk about it? That's cool. Just reset the question of the week. What do we got? What are we asking these kids? As Matt said, we've got some nerd news here. We've got uh, Willow to talk about. Uh, but I think that what we all really want to talk about is that new Ant-Man 3 trailer, which gave us... The first look at Modok. I look. I don't give a shit about Kang. I want Modok. I just want Ant Man three fighting Modok. That's it. Question of the week, though, is courtesy of our buddy Mark Stern, who uh, used to go by Cuckoo Studios on our Discord. But I think Matt bullied him until he changed his name because now he's just Mark S. I think maybe he looked at it and he was like, oh, does that say Cuckoo? <laughs> no, it says Cuckoo. That's the word. Cuckoo, I know. I know. Dummy. I know. <laughs> With Kevin Feige and James Gunn running the MCU and the DCEU respectively, name a director who would be an awesome or an awesomely terrible studio head for either cinematic universe and why. Like, especially if it's some out-of-the-box thing, like Mark's example was Wes Anderson, uh, Wes Anderson's MCU. You know, that's kind of a wacky thing. Sure. But yeah, which director would be awesome? Which director would be terrible running a comic book film universe? Totally love it. Let's get right into it with our buddy, Mr. Brian Domingos. He was first in line. Actually, I think Damon was, but we switched everything up. So, Brian, you got to well, jump to the front lost, of the line. We lost Damon for a second, but now he's back. How are you, my friend? Hey, now. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know. Hey, now. Saturday morning, we're talking comics. Yeah, comics are great. Aren't they? I don't know if you guys know that. They are uh, great. They are great. <laughs> the, um... They're pretty great. Um, I have, um, as soon as I had the option, I think it was back in November, I updated um, my subscription on the DC Unlimited to like their, I don't know, DC Unlimited Ultimate, whatever they call it. So it has like Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. It's got like, I don't know, 35,000 extra comics. And like, so I've just been reading. um, I'm in a weird place. I've been in a lot of um, Peter Milligan Vertigo stuff um, because he. Are you going through something? Are you okay? Yeah, you know, he, yeah. The, <laughs> Peter Milligan he, will do that to a guy. <laughs> He'll make he's you go one of those. <laughs> he's one of those guys that like. It's unbelievably unbelievable the career he's had, and it's so quiet. Yeah. You know, like he, he he's not talked about with alongside like Morrison and and Alan Moore and and Garth Ennis, but he should be because he. 
he, I mean, there's, they've all written schlocky stuff. Sure. You know, I mean, he's, he's written schlocky stuff, but his stuff is so weird and interesting. And you've got, um, the entire, I, I reread over, it was a weird kind of Christmas thing. All the human target, uh, the, his entire so run, great. which is just like that human target oh, run is outstanding. It's so good. The, the first miniseries is so good, like so weird and, and complicated and, and like emotional. And then he just like, um, I don't think the graphic novel um, that he did with um, Javier Peludo that kind of relaunched the book is there. Um, so I, it's not, it's um, not, there. I have, I have the physical book. So I read that. And then I went right back into the, the next like 20 issues of the vertigo relaunch they did. in like, 2001 or something or two. I think it was 2002. Um, and yeah, it's nuts. The stuff he does is just so over the top and it's Javier Paluto and Cliff Chang. Yeah. Like you can't go wrong with that. It's you gorgeous. know, you try getting yeah, the two of them on the same book now it wouldn't work. And they, it, and there's just so much good stuff from him. And so that is just a joy to kind of go through and remember. And um, these little mini series that he did that have never been collected are just like sitting there. And I wonder if and he's like one of those um, guys where it's like Milligan is huge in the UK and here he's just like, oh yeah, he's that guy that wrote some Vertigo stuff, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I, I, it's almost like the span of, because you go through like his, like in Shade the Changing Man, I really need to read, like that's something I haven't touched to go back to yet. Because um, I've read whatever, because I think they did three trades and then I'm sure the sales were not great. Um, and so they stopped doing them like, in the early aughts. So I didn't get that far in it. And now I think there's like 50 issues there. So I really yeah. need to um, clear some mind space and some time to do that. Uh, but uh, he's got so much of that great stuff. There's the, uh, he did after 52, he did an infinity ink book, which was yes. the, the cat it's, it's like, it's borderline, like not good. And also like, it's too early. Like it's, <laughs> it's too fresh for the, the market. Like they're just not ready for it. You know, like if it's, it's this really, it's all the I have uh, metahumans no, that like no memory of this Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor had made these um, metahumans during um, yeah, the, every man, the every man and, project. Oh, well. okay. Got it. Now I see the cover and I can, and so, okay. and so, and it, and it had Natasha irons in it, the, you know, the steel, uh, steals niece yeah and she's kind of like the main character and it's this whole thing but it's all this like weird and he really he does all this like really interesting stuff with gender like all through his his works which is so like ahead of the curve on so many things and and has been um, like he, since so that, the 90s <laughs> so oh yeah yeah that's always been his thing and so it's like it's that and it's like and it's not in a um it's not it's not exploitative in any way it's just like in, in no. an analysis of what it, what does it mean to be someone, right. you know? And so in like, and that was from Enigma to um, all the stuff all the way through. And um, it's just a, there's just, there's, I don't know, hundreds of issues if it's available and not to mention X-Force and Ecstatics. And there's the new, there's, he just finished a recent mini series, the excellent. And then they're doing a second volume also called the excellent um, that I think yeah, is going to come the out. Ecstatics in April. Yeah. yeah. It's like a reboot. And, um, it's funny on that because when dupe, the, the, uh, mutant cameraman first showed up, he had one of those giant shoulder mounted cameras and now he's got a, a phone and it's just like <laughs> the, the, seeing him with like an iPhone and it's like, Oh, that's how technology is ch literally changed in 20 something years. Yeah. Like it's gone from, you know, the, the guy on the stage on, uh, um, 
you know, in the middle of some talk, you know, talk show fist fight to this little weird green guy with a floating green guy with no legs with an <laughs> iPhone. Um, we haven't seen Dupe so for go, a bit, have we? I don't think Dupe's around other than like some group shots in Krakoa where he might be floating somewhere, but like, is Dupe around? <laughs> they haven't really used Dupe yeah. for anything. He, he's, he is in the um, ecstatics. They did a, they did an all new Dupe miniseries, which was again, one of those, like, what is Peter Merrill doing? It ran in and out of that um, X-Men crossover where it was like Battle of the Atom, where it was like oh. Bendis and Jason Aaron. Yes. And it yeah. was like future X-Men and all the that X-Men stuff. from like, the future came to yell at the X-Men of the past for bringing back the X-Men of the further past. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, which... Yeah. You know, that really remarkable, you know, memorable story. Um, right, but yeah. I just wrote, remember Iceman <laughs> looked like a wizard. That's all I remember about that story. Yes, he's like an ice wizard and all that. So they did Milligan and I don't remember who the artist is. Um, they do like an in-between, like a story that takes place in between all the scenes with Dupe. Like what's Dupe been up to? Which is such a pointless story, but like <laughs> a lot of fun. Was it somebody? Was um, it somebody like Jay Bone or something? Because I feel like Jay Bone is the guy you get when you can't get Darwin Cook, and Darwin Cook was the guy it, that did the Dupe versus Wolverine. Oh, I was going to say thing. because he died, but yeah, this back then he was alive. So <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, now, sorry. Uh, it was. I, I, it wasn't David Marquez, but it was somebody like that. It was in David that Marquez was era. the artist. David Marquez was the artist of all new X Men, right? Um, yeah. So it, it, oh, David LaFuente, David LaFuente was Fuente. the artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total. I was sense. thinking of because he, yeah, he did a. It was an Ultimate Spider-Man artist. So yeah, LaFuente. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, it's very cartoony and very goofy. What and, was the name of the book? Though? You know what? Which what issue? It was, was all it? new Dupe. It was all new. It was Dupe. called All New Dupe. All new. And Dupe, I think it's yeah. a it's a four or five issue miniseries. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's just it's if you like Dupe and you like Peter like if it wasn't Peter Milligan, don't read it. But it's you know he's he's got all the. Uh, it's like all the stuff that's happening while they're having these dramatic conversations, like <laughs> dupes into some weird shit. And it's great. I do um, love Mike Alred drawing dupe though. Like on all the covers, I love Mike Alred's dupe. It's so creepy. Yeah. Like it's red. It's bloody such a perfect like, design. <laughs> yeah. This is and he, yeah, no. And they, they, they did that. The silent issue of X force back then was like all took like dupe is like picking on like a black head on his head. And then they all get sucked into yes. the pore Ugh, and they have Lordy. to do all that. Like what's his, it's so weird, but amazing and, and brilliant because those uh, two are so enough, great together. Enough said was that promotion. Yeah, the enough uh, said yeah. issue. They did a whole um, month of, of silent issues for every title. Um, um, so, so uh, God, I was going to say something and then I lost it. We we lost too many things. Oh, um, Peter Milligan. I, I think that he's missing, like for all of the long runs that he's done that are kind of like celebrated amongst fans of his, he is kind of lacking that commercial hit that all of the other guys have like Sandman or preacher or yeah. JLA or, uh, you know, and so like, he, and, and which is strange considering that he wrote the X-Men for a couple of years. Like he wrote the adjectiveless X-Men title. Yeah. Um, after Morrison. That, that is one of my favorite, like it's a really Bizarre. It's a really strange run. Is, is all I can talk about is him is and how a strange, very he is. strange run. It is he, not well reviewed. I'm looking at it, it's like two stars, one star. <laughs> oh, those people aren't. They don't know what they're talking about. There, he does this story called Bizarre Love Triangle, which is about um, Rogue and Gambit, and they're like weird, like sexual stuff because they can't touch. So like 
that kind of like it's like will they they can't kind of thing you know all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. so um it's that and then there's this other character that shows up like this this new mutant that shows up and when you find out who she is it's like it adds this psychosexual layer of like oh that's really weird like um it's really fun and they do this story about how um you know poor lorna dane is always the nuttiest person in the room and it's oh, yeah. a story but called oh yeah what lorna saw and it's the she she experiences something in space and she doesn't and it like completely destroys her and she doesn't talk about what it is and then you finally see what it is and it's like laugh out loud funny like of course <laughs> of course that's what it is yeah it's so great and it's exactly him and i mean and he's writing around the same time as like storm and black panther are married so he has to do this terrible little crossover yeah. like yep. it's all that you know editorial interference kind of stuff but it's a fun rompy kind of thing because then it gets into the house of m stuff and like oh yeah you know then this you know the right 198 time, and all that crap it? like it's yeah it's right it's in between morrison and it's, that like it's, it's, it's kind it's of in a that. rough time to be riding the x-men because they're they're in a quagmire of endless editorial this and then a big event that and then the x-men universe changes forever or you know at least for 15 years or so and it's just like what a weird time to just come on and want to tell your own stories you know what i mean right and think i think peter milligan that's the that's the secret sauce that he's missing you know that's that's the 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 thing that has kept him from becoming a Grant Morrison or a Neil Gaiman or a, or a Garth Ennis is, is that none of those long runs that he did, even ecstatics, which is uh, so highly regarded. It's not on the level of the, these blockbusters that these other guys had that made them household names among yeah. comic people. And I don't think ecstatics, yeah. I think it was, it's a, a shame really, a because I think favorite. you're right that Peter Milligan is like, I don't think it's sold real well. I think it was a fan favorite. I, 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 it's okay. a, I think his entire career is after the fact. People are like, "Oh, this is great." It's like, yeah, that and ended I, two years I, ago. Yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's kind of he's kind of like the the writer's version of like the artist's artist, right? It's like, oh, nobody, yeah. like the the majority of people that appreciate this guy are people that are already deep in this you know, headspace, this vertigo headspace or this X-Men headspace or this yeah. like weird X. He, he doesn't have a lot of commercial appeal, which is a shame because he's super talented. He's a heady guy. He's just yeah. too smart for us. That's all. Yeah. He, they should um, adapt all the stuff because it, it's so weird and I love it. Um, <laughs> and the, I just, I can't, yeah, I can't get enough of his entire catalog. So I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing now. And I got to ramp up and, and get to shade. You celebrate um, his entire catalog. Just oh, like I was, Michael Bolton. I do. Really weird Salvador um, La Roca art on that X-Men run, though. Really weird. Not the good Salvador La Roca. Mm. No, this See, was, I mean, this was before it got real bad, though. Yeah, before it got real bad, but yeah. this wasn't great. <laughs> this wasn't great. It was on it's the in, road to in, real bad. Yeah, it, <laughs> La Roca, it, he did do that kind of like inkless art for a while. Like yeah. he did it on Extreme X-Men Didn't was, like was kind of his his thing. Didn't like it. And I do like that as a as a style choice. I, I don't. I felt like... Where it, it goes like, straight to colors. I felt like he was moving color forms around. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know what? There, man, there is like... It's... I. There's something about it that's like appealing and then it's like there's a a softness to it where it feels like... Oh, there, a, there's a softness oh, to it. Yeah. It's like I think I'm oops, I'm peeking too early. You, you guys finish up and I'll yeah, come back. Exactly. Like, no, we're done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no. That, oh, are you done? And oh, it's, that's right. not that. Uh, it's a finished product. But it, like I was just so used to seeing everything inked that when I picked it up, I was like, 
what's wrong with this? <laughs> like, like a dog, like you're trying to understand you, you know? Like, yeah. It's like an unreadable book. It's, it's a, and it was it's an unreadable book. I mean, there's book. that. <laughs> uh, the, the, the story doesn't give you any reasons to continue to try to figure it out. No. You just, you read yeah, let's fight story, through the like, artwork oh, no. awkwardness with the story. Yeah. Damon Chan, how are you today, sir? Greetings. Hello, everyone. Yes. So should we talk um, about MODOK or should we talk about MODOK? Oh yeah, I love talking about Modoc. Let's talk about Modoc. Uh, man, I'll talk uh, about Modoc even on a normal what day. What the hell is Modoc doing in the microverse? What is Modoc doing in the microverse? That's a good question, and I mean, I think he's know- a creation. I think it's obvious that he is a creation of Kang. Yes. Okay. So doing? wait a minute. You you guys do know like apparently the official backstory, right? When they, when it apparently come out. Well, it, I know that I I know that it is almost it, it is all but confirmed mm-hmm. that Modoc is being played by Darren Cross. Correct. Yellow jacket in Ant Man One. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yep. Exactly. So that. basically, I mean, if you were to gather anything from that, it seems like the last time we saw Yellow Jacket in uh, the MCU, he was being shrunk into a horrible, horrible shape, like uh, right. like beyond what the, your human yeah, body true. should, and uh, apparently got sucked into the microverse. And he wasn't uh, just shrinking; he was like being folded like an origami. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, actually, I will say, just a side note, um, they, uh, I remember Ant-Man 1 had one of the most horrifying deaths I've ever seen, even with that guy who, uh, when they were testing out, that, well, not testing, like, he threw like the um, the pin particle in that one guy and he shrunk into like a blob of, of flesh that was, and then got squished. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Not, um, no, no good. That's yeah. a bad death. Exactly. But yes, but it seems like that's uh, what it is. So I'm assuming that uh, his head or whatever whatever is left of his little tiny body at that point when he was a giant head was found by Kang. And uh, yeah, he's like, all right, cool. You, you fixed me back up. I guess I'm rolling with uh, you now. I like the theory. I, I, I like where you're headed. I like the theory that his head is considered gigantic, but only in the, the microverse. All of him shrank, and then like his head stopped just a second before exactly. his, his body head, his head continued shrinking. to shrink. Right? You know? yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, like I, it's it's, it's a good as it's a good a, of re, uh, of a reason as any to have a Modoc, but I am a little disappointed that it's just like. Hey, it's yeah. that guy. You know, yeah, they're not going with like, Dar- George Tarleton. You know, right? Like you could, like you could just say that, like Kang was a, or George Tarleton was a guy that worked for the TVA, mm-hmm. and Kang turned him into a monster. I like, I like, but no, we got to do this comeback of the villain for the verse. But whatever, I trust the guys. I, mean, I trust the filmmakers. Yeah, It'll be I, fine. Whatever. I don't. I don't, see what I don't care where Kang comes from. I, or pardon me, Modoc comes from. I'm just happy he's here. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I've got a lot invested <laughs> you know? in the specific personality of George Tarleton. Okay. Apparently you do. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, but I do. I, I just, I am, I am giddy. And I hope that this is not Ethan Harrison on, on Facebook. When I posted the news links yesterday, he said, did you see the unmasked head in the trailer? Oh, yeah. And the answer is, yes, I did. He said he thought it looked unfinished, and he's he thinks that it might be a... Um, Placeholder? Like a swerve, like a fake out. And I don't think so. I, I, I It might still be unfinished. The movie is a month out still. Yeah. Um, and that might be finishing up some things. But you also only see, like, 
three quarters of the head for less than one second. Right. And so I don't know if it's really fair to call it. Oh, and also from a distance, like it's from right. a, a, like a crane shot. And so I don't know if it's, it's fair to categorize it as unfinished. I'm just glad that it looks like he is a deformed Giant. dude in a robot body That's and not stupid. just a robot, which mm-hmm. is what the toy made it seem like he was going to be. Right, because I saw the pop of it, and I mean, you still see it in the trailer with that mask. Yeah, you see that mask Doctor or whatever. Doom mask. Yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming that you know when it comes down, that would be the big reveal. Like, oh my God, you're not dead, Darren Cross, or whatever. But, yeah. Um, but Has Darren Cross's I, but yeah, name been bandied around like for this movie? Is like, is he on the IMDb page or anything, or like? Well, Corey Stoll, when um, when I, I think it was it was confirmed he was going to be in this movie, everybody was bandering about what was going on, and then eventually that rumor started that oh he's actually playing Modok. I was like, get the hell out of here! Until the toy came out, and then it was okay, Modok's actually in it, and now we see with this supposed unmasked uh, scene that yeah, that's definitely no, no, I, <laughs> I, I think that it's hilarious that people see that and they're like, it's him. We were right. It's Corey Stoll. It's like <laughs> yeah, right. You can't tell that that's Corey Stoll. <laughs> Corey Stoll is listed on the cast. I'm look. I just looked it up. He's oh, all right. Yeah, I was just cast, getting so. IMDb, IMDb now. Yeah. I, I so think is that Greg Turkington. Point- Greg Turkington's there. <laughs> I love him. Oh, <laughs> he's great. Interesting. Turkington. He does a bunch of stuff with Tim well, Heidecker and like you know. Oh. Yeah. You know. Oh, actually, he's, um. Isn't he the Baskin Robbins guy? Yes, he you're is. right. He was the he he Baskin was Robbins. The always remembers Robbins. or always yeah. finds out or whatever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's the boss that, that got uh, Scott fired the first time. Because yeah. there's but that I, scene in the there's that scene in the first trailer where he's like getting an award at Baskin Robbins. That's or right. Or, that's right. Employee so, yeah. of the century, actually. If you look at the plaque, which is hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, it has not been officially confirmed by Marvel. Like Marvel has not come out and said, "Yeah, it's Corey Stoll," but at this point, the rumors are so prevalent that news outlets are reporting it as though it is fact and so lord knows they never get anything wrong i mean it's probably it's probably true it's probably true but like marvel has not come out and said marvel lies okay we all know marvel lies especially in their trailers they (laughs) lie a lot um right. actually it's kind of funny there was actually something oh, now we can sue them for lying remember <laughs> right exactly that's what i was going to get to was that apparently uh that, that may not be legal for much longer yeah but, uh, but, but they definitely lie so i mean it's hard to say um i'm just going with with right now the fact that that's definitely darren cross for better or worse yeah so i i, I have is. a weird feeling i kind of like what i mentioned before is kind of the story they're going to go and quite frankly i don't really have a huge problem with it because at the end of the day i mean we're going to get a version of moda into the into right. the MCU. Right. I'm assuming that I, I hope they don't kill him off because my presumption is that something's going to happen. I, I'm sure Kang is going to escape, probably Modok too. And yeah. who knows? Maybe that actually revives AIM because AIM has been a dead concept in MCU. That's what I'm saying. Time. That's, That's what I'm saying. Now you yeah. can do AIM and AIM doesn't have necessarily, I mean like, yes, in the comics they were tied to Hydra, but AIM doesn't ne- right. necessarily have like the white supremacist ties well, and shit like MCU that. MCU already has AIM. It was yeah. the name of the organ. <laughs> it was name of the company that uh, the villain from Iron Man 3 ran right the bootleg uh, mandarin but now he he was the mandarin now you can do guys in like the full-on beekeeper outfit yeah you can do the beats yeah (laughs) that's what i need quantum realm technology or whatever yeah 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 so so that'd be kind of cool oh on on another note but i I want you to end that talk going so uh more interestedly did you interesting did you see uh who bill murray was playing no yeah, so I mean, it, it seems to be a, a B-level character named uh, Lord Krylar. <laughs> yeah, there it yeah, is. Oh. It's he's like a he's like a Z-list. He's appeared only in one other comic ever. Oh, okay, right. 
which is, but some people are speculating that his role may be a little more of an meets the eye. But I mean, it seems to be at the very least what's going to end up happening with him is that he has some type of past with Janet while she was in the quantum realm, as in like maybe they were hooking up <laughs> while they were oh. in the quantum realm. Well, it does get lonely um, in the quantum realm, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> you know? But I was hearing some other things too, like like I I said that before. But some people are saying, well, maybe he's actually Lord Carza from the microverse. But I'm like, uh, I don't know about oh, that. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's um. I, yeah, I would have uh, been uh, part of the Micronauts yeah. universe. Unfortunately, so Krylar yeah. appeared in one issue, The Incredible Hulk 156. Yep. And that was it. And some type of mercenary, or some green skin mercenary. Yeah, he was a green guy. Holocaust is, is, he, is, is, he, is he from the race of people that Hulk's girlfriend Jarella is from? I don't I think so. in the microverse. Uh, let's see. I don't know. There is like I don't think he has no. any ties. At least the original character doesn't actually have ties to the microverse slash quantum realm. He was he was just a villain of the week. That the, oh, he's <laughs> not know. from the microverse in the comics. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's there. Not, he's not in the microverse, but I don't think he's from there. All I can tell you is his marital status is he's single. Oh my. <laughs> There's not a lot on Krylar in here. There's going to be a love triangle between Bill Murray, uh, Pfeiffer, and uh, what's his face? His uh, origin, Scotland. he is Catalan? Catalan? K apostrophe. Yeah, that's 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 what I saw too when I was researching. Yeah. I'll be honest. When I first heard, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And yeah. Like, all right, whatever. Um, oh yeah. So um, one last thing, I did want to say my question of the week, uh, my answer to that, because I, I was brewing with this actually when this came up, and I was just like, how nutty would it be if we had a Michael Bay <laughs> MCU? Oh yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly how nutty it would be. It'd be a little racist at times. It'd definitely. Be like, mm-hmm. I don't know if those jokes are apparent. You know, ugh. we'd have a, a lot bit. of young girls bending over a lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> There'd be a lot yes. of that. And I would predict There's a lot of military action, even more than that we oh, yeah. see in the current. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's that's the next thing we do. All the superheroes would work for the military because we've got to have a very pro-American pro-military stance here. Captain right. America's running well, in with I mean, that's kind of Everybody, my... you're just in the military now. And now the that's military kind of so the good. MCU. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the MCU's got a lot of military propaganda in general. Oh, sure. But, but I mean, like the heroes oh, themselves don't. I'm saying Michael Bay's heroes are in the military. They're effectively G.I. Joe with superpowers is what Correct. they do. He would, yeah, he would go straight there. You know he would. I mean, Thanos would have had like an extremely intricate like suit that would be get full of like, oh, yeah. spikes and lines. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> totally. And the and the fight scenes would just be like, they're just like happening so fast. You can't see anything. And he'd be like, that was cool. Explosions right? in the back, in the foreground, in the front. <laughs> yeah. Kids throwing up because they can't even tell what Cap Shield is doing on the screen. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, so, uh, yeah. Lord uh, Krylar is from the same uh race as Jarella. Oh shit. K apostrophe AI is the name of their world. Oh, and okay. they are called Kai Kaishins. And that's what oh. it says here for Kryla. Okay. So he is from Jarella's hood. Um I doubt we'll see Jarella, but which should know. be obvious because they're both green and that's a very comic book thing. Gr- you know. Like green skinned microverse. Yeah. It's kind of one thing and that yeah. they got one thing. If it's not bug then it's one of those people. Right. I was gonna say if we do see bug in a cameo I will lose my shit though. <laughs> Man, because they own some of that Marvel Micronaut stuff, and they could just do some of it, you know? They like, do. Just Bug, a little bit. That's all I ask. <laughs> yep. um, Bug, Commander Ran, and um, and Marionette, uh, they are all created by Marvel. Yeah. Um, huh. It's just, uh, it's only Acroyer, Acroyer, yep. Baron Karza, those are like licensed, trademark-named characters. Correct, unfortunately. 
force him to tell, but oh well. But yeah, but I, yeah, I like I said on that note, like if they do incorporate microverse into uh, Quantum Mania, I will be a very happy camper. Yeah, I would too. It, it just man, and I know it's stupid, but it, it would just if they would just say it just once. You don't need yeah, to make literally. it official. Just say it once. Yeah. Like this is like some well, crazy say, microverse. Name, you know, like look right in the camera. Yeah, like they can say microverse, they can't say micronauts. Right? No, not at all. Not at all. That's so explorers of the microverse. I don't know some some BS yeah. like that. But. And we can say it's space like, nights. You can't, but we say, can't Rom, say Rom, but you can say space nights. Yeah, yeah it's, it's dumb. Stupid. And it's really it's it's just stupid. Uh, and apparently <laughs> everyone can say dire wraiths. They can do that anywhere. So. Really? Oh yeah, that's true. Because yeah, they pop up like in stores. They're not even supposed to even be. Yeah. Well, they were like in the. IDW used them. Was just like, come at yep. me, Marvel, and Marvel's like, nah, we don't really care. Well, but didn't, <laughs> we, didn't we look it up? Didn't we see that like dire wraith? They talk about dire wraiths in the marketing stuff of the ROM toy. Yeah, but maybe yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. I, well, I mean, wasn't the dire wraiths? I mean, weren't they in that IDW Transformers yes. run? Too? Yeah, yes, they were they, like a main villain. They, yeah, they, the Dire Wraiths were like introduced into the Transformers ROM universe that they incorporated in IDW in like one of the different Transformers universes. And the Dire Wraiths were the bad guys. They even had a yeah. Dire Wraiths like miniseries that they did. So, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember like saying, like, oh, well, I guess like, at the time I thought Marvel just completely lost the rights. And I guess they kind of did. It's a ROM, yeah. which was just like, whatever. But, yeah, and the ROM's a long story. All right, here's the story about the Dire Wraiths. The Dire Wraiths first appeared in ROM number one. You're getting the weeds and today. I love it. <laughs> and were created by Bill Mantlo and Al Milgram. Right. Parker Brothers mm-hmm. created the term Dire Wraiths to promote the original ROM toy, but Marvel developed the design and all of the backstory. Yeah. Uh, so so, the, they so went, basically they were name dropped initially, but the Marvel did the com- legwork. Yeah. The toy time. company yeah. walked in and went, okay, now, here's the deal. Good guy, bad guy. Tell us the story. <laughs> like that's yeah, it. But it Hasbro, Hasbro has now taken ownership and trademarked the name, but IDW published a new appearance and a new backstory that was distinct from what Marvel created, which May, means that they were able to use them because they're not the same. Oh, uh, okay. So All there's right. a distinction. Because I remember that. The, uh, that was the other thing was that they were like two versions of it. There was the Marvel version. But I do remember them in, was it Annihilation or one of those those cosmic crossovers? They've come they, back. They've come back a bunch. They, in were, Marvel yeah, they were definitely in those yeah. Space Knight books that they did that didn't have ROM in them. The diaries were no. there. But that was also the weirdest thing ever that they basically made a space nice without yeah. Rom. Yeah, Rom minus, it's like Garfield minus Garfield. The, you know where they say, yeah, like you know what I don't they make care it about? sound like, where they make it look like John is talking to himself. Right. I don't give a crap about any of the other space knights. I don't care. They're not like the X-Men where it's like, oh, we no. lost the rights to Wolverine, but you still live Nightcrawler, right? Like, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Well, sure. you, well, you don't care about Starshine? <laughs> no. Yeah. Or um all right, any Damon. of the other ones who I can't name? We're going to keep moving here. Thank you for uh, taking us down the Micronauts and Space Knights wormhole. My pleasure. Thank you, Damon. <laughs> Thank Take you, care, guys. <laughs> Bye, buddy. That was a wormhole. Wow. Frank Cirillo, how are you today, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Frank? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm just, my, my daughter is here with her friend. They're watching some TV. I don't want to bug them too much. So I'm going to get a little ASMR. I, I dig it. Oh, no. It's Frank. <laughs> like it's get, Frank after giving dark. me goosebumps yeah. over here, Frank. Stop. Hey, stop. So, <laughs> I want to, you know, before, before I begin, I just want to say this because the, it came up. All right. So Wes Anderson, like heading Marvel or DC is like Mike Alred, you know, when he was like creating, doing the fantastic four, it's, it's unbelievably great. 
but it's completely not what you're expecting. You wouldn't yeah. want it all the, you wouldn't want it permanently. <laughs> no, right. no, yeah, right. Right. It, it, right. Totally. It's, it's just, yeah. So that I just wanted to start with that. I would love a like, mom. They've actually made like there, there, yeah. if you search, there are, there's a fan made oh, trailer out that. there yeah. for the that Wes fan. Anderson's yeah. X-Men. Uh, yes. I, and fantastic. It's, it's pretty cute. My, my favorite part is, and it's like, Oh, what are you? He's like, I'm the art teacher. It's Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So yeah, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, MODOK and stuff, but Hey, you guys talked about it, but it looks great. It looks, it looks fantastic. And yeah. I kind of have a feeling too. He's like, maybe it is like a little bit of a placeholder. Cause his face was like super smooth. And it just looked exactly like Darren Cross. You know, when you look at the picture, it looks like the actor. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and maybe that is on purpose just to get people to go, oh, it's that guy. So they're, so maybe, like, yeah. so they are excited. Yeah. So, because look, if we walk, go anywhere, go to your local coffee shop and scream the word Modoc and watch everybody turn right. and look at you and go, what? <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Nobody knows Modoc. They're very, yeah. very Okay. But to be fair, if you go into that same coffee shop and yell Darren Cross, no, you're going to get the exact same. I reaction. agree. But if it's you held up a true. picture and went, Hey, you know, this guy that you'd be like, yeah, it's that guy from all those movies. Yeah. 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 He's Darren you Cross know, is one I, of those perpetual fat guys. Like, Oh, he was yeah. in that thing. I liked him. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think they're going to, they're going to do a great job. And I like, I like what you guys are going with it, where he eventually like becomes like the head of aim. Yeah. You know, he gets out of the micro. It sounds, it's great. It sounds like a great idea. I love it. You know, like, yeah. so let's, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie next month. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, so, but I'm, I'm going to answer, I'm going to keep it brief. Cause like I said, my daughter's got her friends here. So wow. I'm going to, I'm going to give you my answer of the week. Um, so here's, here's my, who I would not like to see head the, uh, and any comic book company, um, movies is Brian Singer because yeah. I just, I just didn't like what he did with anything, anything he touched. Snarky, yeah. snarky, snark fest. Everything right. was, Brian Singer, every walks around like, eh, yeah. I mean, eh. look, we got, we got you Jackman as Wolverine. And at first I was like, mm, I don't know, a guy's like six yeah. foot tall, you know, but he did a great job and you, he, you Jackman really sold it. He really, you know, you really were like, yes, I could definitely see him as Wolverine. Yeah. You know, but everything else, every other casting he did was like, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really see it. And you let's, know? let's talk about those Brian Singer X-Men movies real quick, because <laughs> if you go back and revisit them now, they don't hold up. Like they no, just no, they're, the they're first one is pretty boring, actually. Right. And yeah. like most of the mutant action is people running around <laughs> right. and like Toad is obviously yeah. on a cable being flung up into the yeah. air. You know? <laughs> right. It's just and, like, and I wasn't. I mean, X Men Two is X Men Two is still good. X Men Two a little better. Is fine you know? at best. Go back and watch it again. It's not. I remember it being great. It's not great. great. Yeah, I remember it being yeah, great. I revisited it and went. Eh. X Men Three is just garbage. Just you know, I'm going to be, well, he didn't make, yeah, that was like, he didn't make it. X -Men 3. It was but I'm going to be, I'm going to be the only guy and you're going to lose total respect for me who tells you that they liked X-Men three. What? Um, I, I saw it once <laughs> I saw it in the movies. I thought it was better than one and two, but I was, you know, I, again, I haven't seen it in years. Frank, I'm one of those guys. Frank, there's so I many ways like, they could have stopped Jean without <laughs> killing her. There's so yes, many I know, ways. I know. Listen, I, if I go back and look at this, I'm going to, I'm going to hate it. You know, it's like, it's, it's like Brian good singer Superman movie. No, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Don't rewatch it. Don't Just rewatch. live in your joy. It's fine. We're not <laughs> right. You, you know here. what? Don't rewatch it. But I want you to like write out and storyboard what you remember happening in the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no. we can compare oh, okay. it. I can be like, what wow, I Frank. I'll tell you what I, I remember. Your movie would be way better. <laughs> I, th I think. 
I think what I remember, my favorite part of the movie is when they're in the danger room and Wolverine cuts the head off or he cuts his way out of the, the, uh, uh yeah, the head of the, the sentinel. Yeah. The sentinel. That was, that was like my, that was, yeah, that was like the coolest part of the movie. And it's probably what sticks with me the most, but yeah. like Magneto moving the bridge. Oh, I, I'm not going to get into it, but all, all right, right. So here's the future. Days of future past is really good. Yeah, but that had nothing to yeah, do with Singer. Yeah, but that's, that's that was not, Ryan Singer, and he came back for that one. Did he really? Yes. I didn't think uh, that was. was okay. That? So, well, yeah, because everyone was like, oh, Brian Singer's back. He's going to save us. And then uh, Days of Future Past was good. And then and they, did they followed it up with Apocalypse, Apocalypse which, is which was uh, just hot oh, steam and garbage. Oh, right. Man, it was bad. Oh, and then had, I think Simon but, Kinberg made the. But they had comic yeah, accurate Kinberg costumes, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just, right. Yeah. Anyway, being sarcastic. So, okay. So this is this one can go either way. All right. This is this next director can go either way. Um, it's Taiko Atiti. I would want to both see him and not see him as the head of a, head of a comic book movie studio because I think it would be like bat crack crap crazy if he was making those movies. Yeah. Um, I can I can hear John Tavertic screaming from wherever <laughs> he is in the city. Now here's the thing. Because I like he hated Waititi. Thor Love and Thunder so much. <laughs> I like Waititi a lot, but I don't I would not want him in control of everything. Well that's why I say it can go either way. Yeah, you I know, mean this again is this like is Frank's borderline. answer. So. This is um, borderline. I think he could do a good X-Men movie like like those think about thinking about those old Paul Smith x-men x-men comics you know because it had like a good sense of humor and back back when the x-men wasn't extreme you know right right. Um, yeah that's before chris claremont learned how to misspell the word that is one thing that like when we finally do the x-men in the mcu when we finally do it i need some levity please yes yes thank you i am so sick of like snarky teens that I don't care about that aren't in costume and like good looking actors, like being mad at each other the whole time. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, but you know that that's not what we'd get from the MCU though. Probably not. No, I think, I, I no, I think we'll get something. Good. I doubt it, but I would like some levity there and I hope they're yeah. kids. I hope when we meet them, they're kids. Uh, yeah. uh, John, John in the chat says <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is perfect. Thor yes. Love and Thunder is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You're being a little I, I, dramatic uh, okay. here. Clutching I enjoyed his Love and Thunder. I did it's not too. Great, I did but too. I did too. It's not great. I only watched it the one time. I need to watch it again. Now it is not yeah. great. I've watched it a couple times now, and it's not great. It's a bit of a mess. It's a fun mess to watch. But whatever. It's, it's fine. Yeah, movie. it's fine. It, it's, like it's what it's more Ragnarok, which is it's to be fair, what I wanted. Yeah. It's just it, it, they also tried to. We we agreed that the the Jane story needed to be separate or the it God Butcher yeah. its own yeah. thing. Yeah, needed either that or the God Butcher. Leave one out. Focus. Right. Yeah. Or or do yeah. two more. Like you do three and four. You know, do them. Do them I, both. And that, it didn't. The the whole thing with Gore being like so tragic and serious did not work no. with the yeah. stuff. Not at all. No, not at all. And and I think, you know, the studio, he probably wanted to do two movies and the studio was like, no, I just put them together. We we just want to, we need to get past this phase. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's, that was like a a studio decision to be honest, you know, could be. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So my next answer is, I think, I think one of the most obvious answers, but my real, I'll give you my real answer is that. The, I think the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers would Absolutely. do a great job. Hand they would do a great job, but it's like yeah. the obvious answer. Here's my real answer. Matt Vaughn would be, I think would be great. I like him too. I think he's great. You know, he, From the Kingsman. Yes. Well, that, he also did X-Men, the X-Men first class and yeah. kick-ass. 
Yeah. Okay. Those movies were like, I I thought, first of all, X-Men, X-Men first class literally reinvigorated their franchise. And they were like, no, 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 we're not going to, we're not letting this go now. I think that like, if you set your, if you set your comic book nerd, like X-Men fan sensibilities aside, as far as like the timeline and the, and whatever, it's like, this can't Mm. be the first X-Men, right? If you set yeah. that aside and 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 look at X Men First Class for what it is, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's it really fun. is. But it's also a bit of a mess because, like, <laughs> you introduce this whole cast of characters that you're just oh going to murder, and they're yeah. completely unmemorable. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. And like they're not in any costumes. Like, it was kind no. of a mess. <laughs> like, uh, well, come on, I like Banshee. sort of wearing a costume. Banshee yeah. had a costume. Banshee is a, well, by the end, but they make the end, his they power look so dumb. Like, I would argue, I don't know if you can do. <laughs> Banshee anywhere but the pages of a comic book because every no. time we've seen it, <laughs> this is, <laughs> here is my hot take about Banshee <laughs> in the so movie. <laughs> it, it would have been it would have been fine if they didn't show that cone of sound coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 If he had just been screaming, or you do a thing where it's like so loud, it would have been like, fine. The audio goes away. You know, like it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and everyone's just like, because that's how his power you know? works. Like he's right. screaming the, literally the entire time. He has to be screaming. But it's a sonic scream. That's the other thing. So maybe you yeah. can't hear it. Maybe it's just like force almost, right? And he, and he but like that, that, too, that, cone, that cone of sound that they illustrated coming out of his mouth Stupid. made it look like he was propelling himself along with, with super, breath. super breath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, bad. That was dumb. You can't do Banshee choice. outside of the comics. Just but, don't fight it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but those those are my answers. I got nothing I ch- else. Today. I challenge Kevin Feige <laughs> to give me a good version of Banshee. Mm. I mean, because I, if you can do we it, we got She Hulk, we got Manbull, mm. we got El Aguila, yeah. we got. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, we're getting Moda. Like, well, we also got you know, like, uh, what's his head? Like, uh, Black Black Bolt, and he does pretty much the same thing, yeah. and they made that look cool. You, you know, know? And, you can't and say I'm, what's his I'm, head I'm, anymore. What's his head is only Modok. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> right. right. I, like I'm done. I'm done saying, oh, we'll never see this character in the MCU because they've proven me wrong time and time and time again. I'm just saying I mean, they've done a terrible a, job with Banshee every time. Even the cartoon tier character. We got a fifth tier character with Bill that Bill Murray's playing. <laughs> you know, everybody's on the table. Like they, for better or for worse, they made a movie about the Eternals that yeah. made money. <laughs> Mm. That people went out to go see, like they can do literally anything. Well, they made sure. a werewolf by night hour long special. That was the best thing I watched. Oh, no, so we, I mean, we all agree. I, I, gotta, I just say, I got a little. It's not that they I got can't a little anecdote. and put him in there. It's they. I challenge them to make him look cool while he's flying. Yeah, I suggest that's just it. I, that, I, this is my challenge to the MC. Somebody I gotta, call Kevin. I somebody quick, call Kevin right now. Quick anecdote: I had a student come in yesterday. He says to me, "Mister, I didn't get the Eternals." I said, I said, I look at him and I said, you know what? That's okay. I don't think anybody at Marvel actually gets the Eternals yeah. since Jack Kirby created it. Yeah. All right. Listen, kids, 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 sit down and I'm going to tell you a little something about the Unimind. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. Put your math books away. We're going to talk about the Unimind. Hey man, I teach art, not math. Don't get okay. me confused put with your those characters. Down. Put your pencils down. <laughs> Frank, good to talk to you, man. We'll talk, talk to you soon. Right. Yes, James, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Am I on yeah, now? You're on. Yeah, you're, you're on. on. I, I like the Eternals movie. I actually thought it was pretty cool. I, so I think the Eternals movie is decent. Yeah. I, the only yeah, fault no, of the Eternals was, movie is it wasn't a TV show. They needed to give those characters more room to breathe, show us more of them in each stage in history, doing stuff, let them gently come together. 
you know, and then reveal everything. Because that worked really great for the Inhumans. No, the Inhumans was poorly written. And let's <laughs> not let's not uh, make that same mistake. That was Look, the, the Inhumans. Now I don't know where the blame goes for the Inhumans because it was originally supposed to be a movie, which means Marvel Studios. But right. when they made it a TV show, does that mean Jeff Loeb took it over? Yeah. Does that mean that Marvel TV is to blame? Jeff Loeb was running that. Yes, that's why it sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. I never but, watched and yet any we of still the got Anson Mount, Anson Mount back as Black Bolt in Doctor Strange too. I mean, if he had only had his hair from uh, Star Trek, <laughs> like, that would have solved yes. the. Um, uh, that, yes, I agree. That would have solved the whole thing. Everybody would have loved Inhumans. They would have talked about how handsome they would have Black been, Bolt was. Right. So they would have been. Uh, they would have been too mesmerized to focus on anything <laughs> yeah. negative. If they wouldn't have raided yeah. the Game of Thrones like costume department and be like, "All right, let's get out of here before they notice," and like Inhumans are wearing this, <laughs> like, why? That's so dumb. Um, on, on the Eternals, my my problem with the Eternals was, I actually think they could have done without the deviants entirely. Yeah. Like, I know that you kind of, I know that you know when you get the Eternals, you also get the deviants, but like right. the deviants felt pointless to me. Whereas, like, just sort of the intrigue and drama within the Eternals, like having um, Icarus as like your you know secret bad guy was frankly enough for me. Like, yeah. I um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, like I, I did I, not give a crap about the D like even at the end we're like, Oh, apparently that guy is crow. And I'm yeah. like, okay, apparently like you didn't really do him justice. Like yeah, it I, just I barely Matt, understand Matt, put a picture of crow in the chat because I, I, I I'm so disappointed in, in the CGI mess that we got. Yeah. Uh, like I thought that the monsters were cool. Right. Where it's just like the monsters coming out of the water that were all like venomy looking, you know, right. uh, oily and and sh and shifty looking. It's like, oh, those are cool. But then to have like the main guy just be that CGI nonsense. It's like Crow is a specific character. He has a look. It like Jack Kirby invented Crow. Yeah. Like if, if, if Crow is good enough, he's he's got he's a he's a pink dude. He's got that weird beard. Uh, like this is a much better looking version of him from Assad Ribic. But like Crow looks ridiculous and I would have loved to have seen something like that on screen. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, it, look, you missed the chance to make the deviants mutants. Just do it. Just do it. Who cares? That would be so yeah. much more interesting than what we got. I barely understand the deviants as they are, right? Barely get it. And then after I watched that movie, I think I understood less. <laughs> I mean, the, you know? the whole thing Marvel that the comics did this past year was so much better where, you know, the deviants, there's my guy, the look at him, deviants, that, that whole thing, like, and leading to the, like, Eternals versus the mutants yeah. and, you know, like, that's a good storyline. Like, totally I, I think, yeah, it's right there. Like, I, Just do I, it. I think, I think that, you know, I, I see where they were working though in the movie where it's like something bad's happening. It must be the deviants. Because they are our ancient enemy and they are who we were created to defeat. Right. And so, like, there's value in that. Or, and then you, it's like, oh, no, you find out, oh, no, it's Icarus. I mean, I guess, but there's also but kind of like, they didn't kind of He-Man and Skeletor, too. They did like, nothing to develop, uh, like, they did nothing to really develop the Deviants and make them compelling. What are you talking about? They punched them. 
I mean, what did you need? They punched them a lot. Yeah, they did a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, they punched the hell out of them. There was a, there were some I beams, you know. But you can't. That kind of yeah, you can't do a thing where like, oh man, this big bull thing that obviously became a minotaur or whatever in history, it was actually a, a deviant. Oh, okay, all right. And there's also this like pterodactyl thing, and that's a deviant. Oh, all right. And then there's this guy. He's a deviant too. What? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Who are they? <laughs> um, but I agree with you, James. I, I think that if they had cut the deviants and it yeah. had just been like they had like three quarters of the way through the movie, they discovered it was Icarus or whatever. That would have been less muddy. Absolutely. It also would not have been a two and a half hour long movie, it's which true. is fine with me. James, what did you want to talk about, though? I doubt you wanted to come in here and talk about the Eternals. You know, it's funny. I didn't actually have too much. I just it's a rare occasion where I was actually in front of my computer at the time when you guys are on. on. So I was like, yeah, let me jump on. Let me let me jump on. I I, um, I actually haven't read too much comics recently. I've been, you know, in the middle of a novel. Like it's a book with like no pictures, which is which. Hold on. Wait, like there are no pictures. Well, no, no, actually, that's not entirely true. It's actually a really cool novel. Um, It's by the comics letterer and designer Ryan Hughes. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called XX. It's like it's about aliens and stuff, but it's like really weird and immersive. And, you know, anyway, it, it's sort of like it has sort of a Watchmen type thing and that it has like fake sort of back matter in like it's got interviews and articles and that kind of thing. So it's been fun. Oh, it's neat. Been fun. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks kind of cool. So it, like it is a book, but it's also definitely illustrated like there's there's a yeah, there is sort of weird. There's definitely a lot of like typographical kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff in there where it's like, oh yeah, I get it. You're a letterer and you're a designer and you went kind of crazy. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, it looks very cool. Ryan yeah. Hughes, like he, the, Ryan Hughes is like a design genius. He's yeah. a super talented, well-respected, you know, well, I will he's no, ta- out. he's no, he's no Taylor Esposito, James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Don't go back on your Taylor Esposito rant. James, Thank you for joining. Oh, us. did I miss that? Jay, Jay, oh, no, no, that's Jay, a joke. I, that was really just a joke for. <laughs> that yeah, was really yeah, yeah, more okay. of an inside joke for James. Taylor Esposito gets way too much play on this show, and people are sick of it. All right? I don't think I've ever. I don't know if I've ever actually said his name on the show. <laughs> okay, well, I hope he doesn't listen because you know. You know what? I hope he does. So he's just like sitting at his desk, and he like hears his name, and goes, "What? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> f- <laughs> what did I do?" <laughs> He knows what he did. James, he, know, he knows what he did. Good to so. talk to you, buddy. Thanks for joining us yeah. live. Yeah, yeah. Hi, James. Good to talk to you guys, too. All right. Talk, to you later. talk soon. Jimbo, get in here. I guess it's time to close this out, buddy. All right. How we, how I sound today? You sound you incredible sound great. today. All right. Might, might have been an operator error last week. Could have been. Okay. So worst would be Owen Boyle from the early video game movies of the 2000s. Oh, Uwe Boll. Oh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, yeah, whatever. He okay. made Postal. Yeah, yeah. bad. He's yeah. very bad. Yeah. Right, and then the, the best I want to see would be uh, Del Toro. Yeah, uh, you I want know some what? More. That was my answer, now, Jim. hold on. Let's That's talk a good about, answer. Let's talk about Del Toro for a minute, okay? Yeah. Because the Hellboy movies he made are not good. Yes, they are. They're not good. They are. Yes, they are. They're good. What, you, if you what I say want from the, good, especially from the Marvel tell, movies, I want a little different looking stuff. Fair enough. Monsters. I think the movies look very good. I think they <laughs> are perfectly well directed. I think they do not feel, sound, or have anything to do with the Hellboy character that I know and love. Like, they just don't. 
they he okay. made a love that's, story out of the but, first but one. But you're acting like that that those are the only movies he's ever made. And I'm not. You know that that's not I'm true. saying what I'm afraid of is you bring an, a director like him in, he goes, okay, I want to do it, but I want to do something fundamentally mine and change it so Isn't much. Isn't that kind of the point of this question? Mine. I suppose, but I don't, I'm saying I don't like that. <laughs> Well, then your answer can be something different. It will be. We're discussing Ugh. it. The idea is we come on the show and discuss this stuff, right? And those Hellboy the, movies I, are I, not. I understand what you're saying, but, the, but like the, the Marvel the movies to me just kind we, of look the same outside of- Yes, uh, you're right. Absolutely, Jim. So, <laughs> a little different. The, the, the point of the show is not to invite people on and then argue with their answers. The point of the show is to slap them or anything. They just don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, Jim. Yeah. It's not fine, Jim. Don't defend him. All right, uh, let's see. Some sales numbers. Chainsaw Man is now up to 23 million sales. I think last I'd spoken, there was, it was just sucks. over about that 21 so and a half. I don't know, that actually so like 21. Stupid. I can't even wrap yeah, my brain around it. So, I mean, good for him. Did you see the Chainsaw Man? Uh, I think it's S&H Arts figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, it is cool. And it's, I'll post it in our toy. Uh, here it is. I'll post it in our toy room as well on Discord. But holy crap these guys make cool figures <laughs> oh I mean, yeah you're gonna those, post it, yeah, those, gonna post it in the discord oh it's great for the people that are watching right now yeah i just did it's yeah. amazing though i mean god and they do they do these wonderful godzilla figures too that i've spent too much money on but i'm gonna have to buy this it's so cool <laughs> it's so cool <laughs> yeah, so chase on man has been pretty successful so i'll be curious to see when they're gonna announce the season two and it's going to be 12 episodes or uh, 24. Just to uh, check in on my progress, um, I have still not watched the first episode of Chainsaw Man. It's fine. That's not expected. It's not. It's Chainsaw Man's a mad bomb show, not a Joe Patrick show. Well, Joe's an anime baby, so. He, I know, but I wanted to at least true. say that I tried it. He's scared and I have, make him I have feelings yet to do that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, I've tried so many times. Um, yeah, that's about it, guys. Uh, nothing big over the holidays, over anime. They take a couple weeks off, so. Right on. Right on. on there. Well, we'll get back in the swing of things, definitely, I'm sure. Yeah. Good to talk to you, Jim, always. Yep. Have take a good care, one. Guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Jim. All right. We're going to bust out of here, and we'll give our answers to the question of the week. Thanks a lot. We got to talk some MODOK. That was fun. Dug it. We did get to talk some um, MODOK. My MODOK theory, and I don't, this is just calling my shot, right? MODOK does get out of the microverse ends up leading well, aim aim is a major part of the armor wars show that we're going to get with Cheadle. call him a shot woof that's a lot of things that have to fall into place before we get there but um, i mean maybe uh, you watch I, I, no i mean i'm not gonna bet against you i'm just i i wouldn't be surprised I will not be surprised if Modoc does not ever have anything to do with AIM. I would be even less surprised if Marvel or if the MCU never uses AIM again because it was kind of just this throwaway thing in Iron Man 3. But I'd be happy to be proven wrong because I love AIM. I think AIM is great. Yeah. And I want to see mad scientists and beekeeper outfits like i want that totally i want the techno terrorists i mean give it to me let's do it and if you're gonna do aim i'm disappointed if you don't also do modok because aim and modok are in my mind inextricably linked that's why i I just have this feeling marvel whenever they've dropped stuff like this there's always been something there's been some end game that's coming right the the only reason why i am 
I think it's more likely that that won't happen is because this Kang stuff stretches all the way to the end of phase six. Right. Which means uh, like it, it seems likely to me that if Modoc makes it out of this movie, that he'll still be with Kang. Yeah, but I think time. you can do you can still do an armor wars thing in the shadow of any Kang stuff. I don't see why that would be a big deal, you know. So you think that Kang is just going to let him go off into his hide sussel, or maybe side he's sent at it? to do that? Like, all right, go build some stuff to keep these guys busy while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. You know, I don't know. Now that's a compelling idea. Yeah, that's a, I mean, come on. Yeah. It is voicemail time in the cigarette. Hi, Joe and Matt. It's Brian from Merlin. I'm calling in for the question of the week. I'm going to try to answer the questions from last week as well, as fast as I can. Um, best of last year's comics for me is probably Daredevil. Y'all convinced me to give it a try, and now I'm reading it, usually the first on the top of my list whenever it comes out. We did it! Uh, worst comics <laughs> of last year for me was either Marauders or Avengers, just like y'all were saying. Yeah. I love the Marauders when it came to the first uh, issues and so forth, but when they did the relaunch, I didn't find myself liking the art style as much, and I yeah. just felt lost. It might have been because I missed one of the annual issues that led into, I guess, the new relaunch. Nope, you didn't. Um, the <laughs> Avengers, I'm still subscribed to, but it's been piling up like eight-plus issues, and I don't have any urges to read it so far. When it comes to the, this week's question of the week, uh, when it comes to directors that it would be interesting to see that would direct a Marvel or DC property, I would say in my Shyamalan, I would think it would be funny to see him direct a Avengers movie or a Justice League movie, but I don't think it would be good. It would be <laughs> captivating and seeing how he would direct the movie along with the character development and see how he would twist ideas. I like the movie Unbreakable and Split, but hated Glass. I still have the scene in my head of Bruce Willis' character in Glass uh, when he meets his demise, spoilers, by being drowned in a puddle of mud at the end. It makes me wonder if he would do the same to some of the beloved characters of the Marvel movies. Well, that's my time. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I like that answer. Um, <laughs> Thank I, I like you, that answer a lot. I think M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> is one of the most talented film directors in the business that should never be allowed to write anything. <laughs> you know, like, just don't do it. You know, just direct, uh, there's, a, there's an there's an M Night Shyamalan movie coming out next month, and literally the first thing I heard about it at all was like yesterday. It's like, how did this? How does this happen? Because how does a major film director? He's not. Have a director. Hollywood project come out and nobody kn hears about it until like a couple of weeks before. Because he's had like seven or eight projects that completely tanked. Yeah, but he's got that Apple TV thing that's, I mean, seems kind of popular. But that was on Apple TV, you know, like that's, sorry, man. But like, I mean, it's still, I'm, I'm glad he's doing his pro. It's still a project, right? It's, his name's still it. out there doing stuff that people talk about. I don't think it was a huge about. hit. I think it was on Apple TV, <laughs> like, but it wasn't a gigantic hit or anything. No, he, he just doesn't make money at the box office anymore. I think people are tired of his shtick. He had a couple of the, good uh, movies. Like Split what got pretty the, good reviews, and uh, he did something right after that that got pretty good reviews as well. And it, yeah, he did Avatar: The Last Airbender too, which is one of the worst movies ever made. Completely tanked too. Like, and that was look, you had a shot, right? There. Uh, he did Old. He old. like he, uh, Old right. was I think the, his the movie before the one that's coming. It out. It was fine. I watched it. It was uh, fine. It's about the beach that makes you old. Yeah. Um. It was fine. 
what would his twist be? What would the twist be in the Marvel universe? It's something like, Oh, in the Marvel in M night Shyamalan's Marvel universe, Spider-Man bit the spider. No, it'd you know? be something like, Oh, it, Captain America it, has been the red skull this whole time. And like, Oh his, no, he peels his face off in the end. He's Captain like, no, America no! was the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's all, that's the thing. Where he the never twists. woke up. He never woke up and everything has been like a dream, a suspended animation well, simulation. That's the thing with his twist. Like, They're never that good of a twist like you don't need to do that just tell the good captivating story you know <laughs> like I, look like a twist I'll be the, in the village I'll, I'll ruined the village it. it ruined it. the village was a very good movie and then when the twist happened i went what <laughs> uh, so i i will admit i will fully admit that one i i went to the uh i saw the sixth sense his first movie it was great in the theater with my mom uh and I, I didn't see the twist coming because we had not been trained to look for a twist in right. all of his movies. In hindsight, it's kind of obvious, but at that time I was just kind of wrapped up in the movie and I didn't see it coming. I was like, Oh man, wow. What a masterpiece. Bravo. By the time the village came out, like I called the twist in the village halfway through the movie. I was like, Oh, yeah. it's the modern day. Yeah. There was no suspense there. It's like, oh, this is no. They're in the modern day. That's why. Well, and you become this one trick pony where it's like, okay, well, I know something's going to happen because that's what this guy does. Yeah. So when's the thing? Oh, there it is. All right. Thanks. And then that was like, like signs. Like, I know it's got Mel Gibson in it and that's, you know, he's trouble, but it was a good movie. It, like signs doesn't really have a big plot twist. Like, oh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was an alien. And uh, it's like, I guess water is their weakness, which isn't really a twist. That's also like a weird theme he's got. That's like well, two movies where water is the is the it enemy. Is. But. And if you're an alien race that has the technology to travel billions of you know light years through space to get here, I would think that you've got some type of viewing device where you look and be like, I don't know if we should go there, guys. It's there's a lot of water on this planet. <laughs> you know? And we know water is yeah. bad for us, right? Like, I mean, the only everywhere. answer is that they, like, the only answer is that they didn't, they didn't know water was bad for them. That's ridiculous. Water, we know that high, you know, H2O, hydrogen and oxygen are two of the most prevalent elements in the universe. And right, right. And but you talk about like, oh, they're not carbon, you know, they're not carbon based life forms I mean, or blah, blah, blah. Like there's, <laughs> there are reasons why. You bumped it's into like, it somewhere in the, you know, it's, like the, the it's like war, the, it's like the Martians in War of the Worlds, right? Right. They didn't realize that virus, like human viruses were going to be their downfall. Now I'll give the, I'll give the War of the Worlds. That's trope. somewhat clever because it was, they, it's just super small and they're like, well, we don't worry. We don't even need to worry about this shit. You know, like we're conquerors or whatever got him whoa it's the opposite of what happened when you know the spanish came to mexico it's the exact opposite you know they gave people swine flu and people got super sick and died because they had no antibodies but well what if they showed up and mexico was like hey nice to meet you and they're like great like oh i got a sniffle and then they all died <laughs> you know <laughs> it's kind of fun yeah i don't know it <laughs> But I, I would, it would be funny. I agree that the movies would not be good, but it would be fun to be like, what's the secret twist of, you know, yeah. the, the, of the Thor movie. It's like, oh, Thor has never been worthy or whatever. Loki made Mjolnir or, you know, something stupid, but. So let's get into our answers with this. Well, I didn't really, I think the Russo brothers is a, is a great. I don't answer. And I, and I think that they would have probably been considered. Have you watched uh, any of their Netflix movies that they've done? Uh, 
um, I've seen The Gray Man, which is not great, but it, was, it is entertaining. It was not good. <laughs> it's entertaining, though. It was not um, good. But, uh, but look, man, they made two excellent Captain America movies and then two excellent Avengers movies. Like, I agree. I, and I think there, they were... Like, every, was, every director makes a stinker now and then. The guy sure. that directed... The, the guy that directed Joker and the guy that directed Moneyball or whatever, or uh, whatever, like those guys started making, they started out making stupid, like Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey comedies. It's like everybody's got a stinker somewhere. No, I get that. I'm just saying they were given this huge contract and allowed to use some of our favorite actors and they went, we're going to write this too. And it was not good. <laughs> it just wasn't good. Now, they did not write. Avengers Endgame. They did not write. That's it. They just directed it. All they did was direct it. Screenplay was what? What MCU thing did they did they write that wasn't good? I don't. They didn't write any of the MCU stuff. They directed it. That's what I'm saying. Like they 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 have like all of the things that they worked on in the Marvel universe were fine. Like I don't think I there's totally any reason agree. to suspect if that. We put them in charge of everything. Now they have story input. Okay, now they're but writing you know stuff. That Kevin Feige, <laughs> uh, you don't think they had story input just because they didn't write the screenplay? Come on. Yes. I, like, I think they had a little bit, but Kevin they didn't Feige write it. Kevin Feige doesn't write the movies either. I'm saying when they write them, it's not very good. <laughs> okay, but that's not the question, Matt. The question is they're in charge. I get it. So I think that they would be, I think that they are a safe choice. Um, I, I would not like to see somebody like Tim Burton. No, no. Uh, take over the Marvel universe. No. I, I just, there's a place for Tim Burton, but for every. It's at DC, Bat obviously. <laughs> well, but for every Batman and Batman Returns, we get. You know, there's the danger that we're going to get something like his Superman lives with Nicolas Cage in with the nano suit and the long hair and the. But, true. Yeah. I, I mean, and who knows and how much I of don't, that was like, I don't need I don't need, you know, I don't need Willy Wonka or uh, I don't need Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. No, no. Tim Burton doing anything with the Avengers. No, <laughs> you know what I mean, because that movie's a nightmare. Uh, Danny Boyle. I would like to see. A guy like Danny Boyle, uh, Danny Boyle's good, yeah. who is not only an exceptional director, has like found a bunch of other exceptional directors that work under him, you know, like his principal photographers and stuff who've gone on to make a bunch of great movies. Everybody loves to work with the guy. He has an incredible sense of action. He's wildly talented. And I think someone like him, it, it would just be really cool to see how cinematic he could open up the universe just from a different eye from a different perspective and stuff and I, he also strikes me as a kind of guy like he's such a chameleon you don't watch a danny boyle movie and go oh he really put his stamp on that that's absolutely danny boyle all his movies are completely different yeah they are right and and they're what in that he's paying very close attention to the story he's trying to tell and let the story tell itself instead of a guy like tim burton who comes in and goes i'm going to tell a tim burton story or m night Shyamalan telling an m night Shyamalan story it's right there, front and center. Like, they star in the movie, almost. And Boyle is a creator. He bet he'll back up. He will let the story tell itself, let the actors do the, the heavy work, and just make it look great. I think he'd be awesome. You'll never get him to do something like that, though, because he's just not that guy. He wants to tell a different story every time, you know? Right. And I get it. That's fine. 
I mean, but again, we're we're wishing. This is wish fulfillment, right? Uh, like we don't we don't have to worry about. No, no, like, no. I mean, I get that. It's just you know, and yeah. working in a system like with Disney and the MCU and under Kevin Feige, yeah, he absolutely has a lot of input. And he, when you come in, we've seen directors come and go because they're like, well, I wanted to do my thing, and they said no. So, <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, it's it's true. For as much fun as it would have been to see Edgar Wright's Ant Man. I'm not one of these fans that's that was mad at Marvel because they had a vision that they were sticking to. They didn't want the Edgar Wright show. They wanted to make their Ant-Man movie. And neither was Edgar Wright. He wasn't mad at him either. He just went, all right, fine. I'm out. It it is what it is, you know. Uh, And another one that I think I I think that Ryan Coogler could make some pretty great movies outside the Black Panther. I'd be fine. Yeah. If they if they just like Coogler got the job, they'd be like, no problem. Fine. Great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. You know? I mean, because everything Ryan Coogler has done has been outstanding. Yeah. Like the, the Creed one and Creed two. Like I, I love those movies. They're excellent. I love them so much. Fruitvale, Fruitvale station. It was Michael B. Jordan for sure. But I don't know if that was also Ryan Coogler, but uh, like Ryan Coogler, I've never seen a bad Ryan Coogler project. No, he's very talented. And we know that he can work with huge ensembles. Yeah. So he can make solo movies and he can make big movies, big yeah. team movies. He's great. I would t- I would take him in a second. That's a good answer. All right. Let's set up a new question of the week. All right, everybody. This week's question was courtesy of us, me and that guy, Matt Bomb. That's, that's me. Yeah. In honor of Mr. Sinister's upcoming overhaul of the Marvel Universe in the Sins of Sinister event. What is your favorite example of a story where reality, as the characters know it, is rewritten and replaced with a brand new world? There's a bunch. If you think about it, there's a bunch. Let's not list a whole bunch of, you know, we don't want to take anybody's, but basically in the story, reality, bam, changed. Everything was different. Sometimes one person knows. So... Here, a good example of a bad one. The recent Avengers uh, with, with the Squadron Supreme thing that they did. Heroes Reborn. Heroes, yeah. the, Heroes Reborn. The latest Heroes Reborn. Perfect example. We liked Heroes Reborn. Well, come on now. We liked it, but we both agreed. We liked it at the beginning. Way too long. <laughs> way yeah, too long. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so we're not just talking about what ifs or else worlds. Not right. just, like, don't just name an alternate reality. We want a story where reality was replaced with a new reality. Like, the biggest one, the obvious one, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So something like that. All right. We'll get into it next time this week. We're going to be talking about new comics on the show. And uh, we got a Patreon extra we're going to throw at you where we're actually going to open the Cosmic Short Box. Talk about some stuff that we've been reading that we haven't talked about on the show. It's going to be fun. But for now, my name is Matt Bob. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.